shit. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. All right, welcome back. DMP volume 26. Um, back again with my esteemed co-host, Al. How you doing? Good, man. It's draft season. I'm ready to roll. My favorite season of the year. And we are joined again by a very special guest, um, good friend of the show, recurring guest, I guess I should say now, um, senior draft analyst on Twitter, as well as the head coach of uh, Archbishop Reardon Crusaders, Joey Curtin. How you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. I, uh, I, I admit I've, I've been uh, – it's harder to get ready for these things now that Draft Express has been incorporated to ESPN Plus and it's just not as cool as it once was. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm ready to go and talk draft here, especially with the dubs with two lottery picks, which is super rare. Um, but looking forward to the chat today. Absolutely, man. I was going to say, I, I checked my Gucci and, uh, it's and it's about, about that time. time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got coach curtains, uh, loves likes and hates coming up on the show today. Um, we're going to be talking everything draft pretty much. I mean, it's the beauty of the NBA. If you're not watching games, the off season, it's still a season. You got the NBA draft, you got trade season, you got free agency. The league never sleeps. Um, there's always drama. There's always something going on. So uh, there's always something to talk about. Um, but all in all, like, how you doing, man? Since last time we saw you, last time we talked to you, I know you guys were in the middle of the season. Season's ended. Do you want to give everybody maybe a little recap or? Uh... Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was in, it was May, I guess. It was the middle of the season. Um, I was really tired. I think we we're coming. I was coming home from practice uh, last time we talked. But uh, you know, we we ended up going to uh, CCS Open Championship game, losing in overtime, um, and a shortened, like, packed COVID year season. Um, you know, limited fans and all that stuff. But but we went as far as we can go. That's as far as the the season went. You know, there's no state playoffs this year, nothing like that. So. Um, I think we had a state type caliber team, uh, obviously, um, you know, losing in overtime um, and CCS championship game, we're right there. So, uh, but a great season. I'm glad we got to play. Um, a few guys are just going out and, and uh, playing at the next level. And, and um, I'm looking forward to coaching this new team this year. It's coming up quick, you know, it just ended season ended last month and yet yeah. school starts in three weeks. So 
Damn. Here I am. Sure but we're, 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 yeah, it's like super, super extended season, like the NBA, right? It's like a short, yep. short uh, turnaround. Um, so we're doing the same thing. Are they going to roll the next season just on the normal schedule? So pick up in like November and, and roll that way? Yep. Yep. That's the yeah. plan. I know. Crazy, man. Always a bummer to end the season on a loss. But I mean, if you're going to do it, it might as well be uh asterisk year with no uh with no state tournament i know it's not the best uh, outlook but you know yeah that's a good point i mean i I tell everybody we went as far as we could go totally you know we just we just ended up uh you know a little bit short but we went as far as we can go and that's all you can do yeah absolutely it's got some time to play i mean that's all you can ask for too just get some more run 14 and four yeah and we only lost we lost two games with our team with our full team you know the the Two other games we lost, we were really – we were missing about three or four guys just because, um, you know, COVID, you know, contact tracing, a concussion, uh, you know, a guy out on a visit uh, to college. Like, we just had weird things happen, right? And and we lost two games back-to-back, back, and then we only lost two other games to the same team. Um, so they just – you know, they were just the better team, I think, this year. And um, it was close, but, you know, it was an asterisk season for sure. Yeah, perfect. Just perfect way such a unique way to, to have a season. You got going on visits during the season. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, you one injury, you're missing four May. games. <laughs> yeah, you got you. We have four games in a week. We played six games in eight days. That's yeah, crazy, and it was dude. it was all yeah. kind of scattered, right? I remember looking at the schedule. It was like one day you're playing conference, next day you're playing like somewhere yes, in the East yeah. Bay. Next day is another conference. Like it was all mashed up. We're playing back to backs, which we haven't done in forever. You know. Yeah. Um, so it was just a like you're on that it was a AAU trip or some shit. Yeah. And I was and I was coaching like that, you know, like I couldn't yeah, we couldn't really get after it and practice the way you wanted to. You had to like conserve energy <laughs> make <laughs> sure crazy. guys didn't get hurt. It was like the NBA, you know, like where they just don't practice, they just do shoot around and go over film and, and, and play yeah. the game. Yeah. Had another facet to your coaching belt, right? Another uh, another I clip. I so all good things. Um but uh, I guess we can get into this offseason stuff, man. I think the first thing we wanted to uh, just touch on really quick is we had a trade happen yesterday um, between the uh, Grizzlies and the Pelicans. Um, I think the Pels have been looking to shed some contracts. Um, I know they got Lonzo to sign this offseason. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're going to, but it's it's got to be on the agenda as well as some other places. And they um, signed some shitty contracts to uh, – to Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe was on kind of a bad deal. Um, so the Pelicans finalized a trade to send Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and two first-round picks, including this year's 10th overall pick, to the Memphis Grizzlies for Jonas Valanciunas and the 17th pick in this year's draft. So the Pelicans got Jonas in return. They moved down seven spots, and they were able to shed two really unfavorable contracts that are longer than a year. Uh, Jonas is on an expiring deal coming up at the end of this year. Um, arguably a much better offensive player, probably one of the best, I think, offensive rebounders in the league. So I think Memphis kind of came out ahead in this one, still a pretty deep draft. So whoever you were going to get at 10 might not be the same value at 17, but you're still going to get a pretty good player. And I think it's going to help the, uh, the construction of the roster later on. You guys got any takes on this one? Who do you think won the trade? Um, say, I think it depends on who gets drafted, right? Um, like, I feel like whoever gets that rookie that pans out at 10 or 17, I don't know if there's a big difference between 10 and 17 in this draft. 
Um, so, so whoever gets the better rookie out of this, I think will win the deal. And it, or if the Pelicans somehow Valanciunas just meshes with Zion, right, and they have this great like two big kind of chemistry going, like Gasol and Zach Randolph back in the day, like on steroids, you know, like great if it's dry. something like that, then the Pelicans won the trick. Totally. If it's not, and Zion bounces to the Knicks in a couple of years and this, you know, like then it's, then they're back and they're moving, they're moving to Seattle in a few years, you know, like that's how important yeah. this trade is for them. So, uh, I mean, that's my two cents on it. What do you think? Uh, Al? Yeah, I think the, the Pelicans clearly regretted signing Adams and Bledsoe last year, the second they did it. So I think I was Stan Van, right? those guys and, yeah. and Stan. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to put it on Griffin though. He, uh, he made the decisions, but Stan was probably helping him, but I think I was shocked to see Valanciunas get traded. He was a beast for them last year. Like one of the most like consistent players over the season. Like he dominated the Warriors in the end of the season and the um, playing game, putting up like 20 and 20 numbers. Um, yeah. Makes sense given that he's on the expiring contract. He doesn't have a ton of like tread on his wheels for the rest of his career, I'd say. Um and I think it makes sense for the Pelicans to move out of that 10 spot. I don't think they had anybody really circled. They have too many questions right now with like, what's Lonzo going to do? Um, you know, they don't, they, they'll probably intend to match. I feel like they should. Um, they have to make up space for, for Brandon Ingram potentially. Um, they just have a lot of questions. And I think if they can move out and get some of those contracts offloaded, it's a, it's a good move. And it looks like the Grizzlies are kind of circling in on, on someone. Um, we'll talk more about them later, but I think they're really eyeing Giddy at 10, um, which kind of complements like John Moran a little bit. But yeah, I saw this trade come out of nowhere when I first read it. I thought this was just kind of like a stuff for stuff deal. Um, but anytime you see someone trading to get into the top 10, that's usually a, they, they've got something in mind. Yeah, they got somebody circled on their board that they want. And I think moving around those, they're able to take those contracts and those bad contracts, which, which helps. And um, I don't know, maybe it opens up a bigger role for, um, for triple J. Maybe they think he's going to play better next to Steven Adams. I'm not sure. Um, but I could definitely see it working out for both parties. Yeah. They also got a lot of production out of Xavier Tillman last year, who was there like late yeah. first round uh, draft pick, I think. Um, and so like, it's the big man's kind of going away. And I think, Adams, I don't know if he'll stay there for long. I definitely don't think Bledsoe's going to stick around in Memphis. Um, but I think they're kind of moving on with, with, you know, seeing what Tillman can do. Yeah, that's a good point. It sounds like Eric Bledsoe is already going to be on the move. I think somebody uh, t- tweeted out right after the trade, don't expect Bledsoe to be staying in Memphis for uh, for too long. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that one shakes out. we got some other trades that are uh, – kind of heating up at least rumors wise um i know brad beal's name has been in the news a lot um who else who else has been on the trade radar for uh for the draft pretty much coming up a lot of kyle lowry talk um that's true sign and trade ben simmons has always cooled off a bit um right also the balls on uh on kyle lowry to Say he wants. What did he say? He's looking for a sixty million dollar contract. Is he saying thirty? He's looking per, for thirty 20. million a year. <laughs> yes, you get you get one ring and and you get to dictate how much you make. Right? Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. Crazy. So don't don't know if I agree with that, but uh, but I our, know Russell, our, uh, Russell Westbrook's been in the trade rumors too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems to always if, be. If the Wizards him. blow it up, 
Right. I think the weirdest thing that I saw today was that uh, it looks like the Thunder are quietly shopping Shea Gilgis Alexander, which makes absolutely no sense in my mind. That's like the type of player you want to stumble upon in the draft. And once Paul George politely asked out of Oklahoma City, they were rewarded with SGA coming back, which is the perfect guy in my mind to build your um, your team around in the future. And I just don't understand why they would dangle him out there. I mean, for one, I don't think they're going to get much better in return. And number two, do you really want to be pissing off your 24-year-old or however old he is cornerstone of your franchise? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I hope that's not true. I hope it's just BS. So there's smoke screens. They're talking yeah, about trying to get no uh, move up to one and get Cade. I guess they're, you know, they're Oklahoma. He's an Oklahoma guy. Get They're trying to get a, a way to get Cade. Yeah, I think they were kind of screwed when they realized they're going to draft six overall. I think by the way they tanked this year, they're expecting top three and getting one of the likes of um, Mobley, uh, Green, or, or Cade Cunningham. Right. Um, I think Shea is too good to where they can't tank again next year. Like they're not going to sit him down. He's probably not going to want to do that. Um but sure. yeah, there. I I mean, would if you were in Detroit's position, would you take K, um, Shea and the six overall pick, and maybe one other like late first to give up the number one in Cade? That's a tough one. As much as I love Cade, are you saying would Detroit do it or okay? See. So Detroit said no, um, right, for obvious reasons, but like. If you were in their shoes, would you take that deal? Let's say it's Shea Gilgis, six overall, and I think they pick like 17th or 18th or so. I mean, that'd first. be a tough one to turn down. I'd have a really tough time hanging up that phone. Um, but at the <laughs> same time, if you think that Cade is going to be the next coming of, I mean, whoever, a lot of people are comparing him to Luca. I don't know how fair that is to him this early. We'll get into that. But uh, I don't know. I think I, I don't, if I was Detroit, I think I would stand pat, draft your guy at number one, and just keep keep building from there yeah i agree yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it you'd have to really like one like it'd be shea six that one the most coveted next to unprotected picks they've traded for you know it'd be something like that yeah and no no party's going to do that not even oklahoma city because kate cunningham i love him um he's on my love list but it's not like to me, it's not like Anthony Davis coming out where it was like, okay, I'm gonna, I could win a championship with him. Right. Um, it's not like Kevin Durant when he was coming out when I was like, okay, this guy's the next coming, you know, like super. Like, I just that doesn't hit me as much with Cade, but you know, you never know. Right. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be staying where they're at, and I think the top probably four picks. I mean, we'll get into that. Are probably going to be pretty chalk. Um, in this draft but uh moving on from there i guess do we want to talk a little bit of rumor mill with the warriors i think brad beal's been in the news they've been throwing out all kinds of uh different like trades that that they could be offering or or people have been offering them i think i saw kyle kuzma's been offered to every team in the league (laughs) alex alex's favorite player um man but I don't know, man. I, I don't think that I would even be willing to give up um, what they're asking for, what Washington is for Beal. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the last I saw was number six, number 14, Wiseman, Wiggins. And I think there might have been even one more piece in that. 
And as much as I do like Brad Beal, I just think with the team you have, you can't be giving up Wiggins with what he offers on defense. Never thought I'd say that in my entire life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I had Wiggins on my, I I had Wiggins on my 2014 love list. Oh, so that was my first I think we list, all did. And, and Andrew Wiggins was on it because that high school mixtape was just bananas. Um, Maple Jordan. Whew. So, you know, he didn't pan out the way we thought, but, you know, look at him now. You know, he's actually a really valuable player in this league, in my opinion. He can he can defend the wing. He can score it. He can play, and He's playing team ball now, um, mm-hmm. which he didn't do last – I mean, the first few years of his career. Um, and – He's a real trade asset. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of take on the side. We talked about this early in the season or last season about like, will we give up Wiseman? I think you and I, Matt, we're both like, heavens no. We're going to stick with Wiseman and we can't give that up for Beal. Um, I'm not as high on Wiggins. I think like what the Warriors need in this position is someone who can be more of like a – either like a spot up shooter, which Wiggins isn't. He's he's the king of the 18 foot step back, turnaround jump shot. Um and also I think another thing is can we just get pressure off of Steph and the triple teams that he gets throughout the league? Obviously Beal can make up for that. I think his defensive questions can be either tucked away and and masked by Draymond's ability to defend. Um Clay is going to be back and ability to defend on the wing. Um that can help get Beal, I guess, more incentivized to play good defense. I mean, we look at Trey Young in the playoffs. No one said he's a good defender, and he he wasn't, like, clearly hurting them. Um, so I think the Warriors can make that happen. I personally, if we could somehow hold on and get, like, a, a mid or, like, a mid first pick, maybe hold on to 14 or I don't know what the Wizards drafting position's like. Maybe we can swap with them. Um, I think he kind of had to do it. Um, I would hate if they had to throw in pool, which I wanted to bring up before we jump into everything. Mr. Jordan pool has been hammering out these pro-ams in Seattle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would do it. I would let Wiggins go to get deal for sure. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's about letting go of Wiggins, I think it's more about letting go of Wiseman to get Beal. You know, I that's do that too. So, so if you're going, if you're going wise or two picks Wiseman and Wiggins to get Beal, I think that's a bit much. I would agree. But but if you're going Wiggins and or Wiseman or seven and 14 and Wiseman or seven and 14 and Wiggins, or, you know, if you want to structure it like that and then like a pick swap in the future, you know, if you're doing that kind of thing, I do it because Stephen Curry's in his prime and we just saw an MVP year wasted and Clay Thompson's coming back. And we were looking at Andrew Wiggins, without clay thompson mm-hmm. well his role is not going to be the same so he's not as not going to be as valuable he's just not and so you add bradley beal you saw what brooklyn did you know brooklyn had one-legged james harden and you know, kyrie irving <laughs> and they were a size 17 away from beating the bucks who won the championship <laughs> that's true <laughs> right like i mean it yep. was game seven and his foot was on the line Mm-hmm. I mean, what a game! So you you kind of do the Brooklyn West Coast with Beal and and Clay and and Steph, and if you can keep Wiseman in that, holy, you know you have to do it. Now I don't know, yeah. they might demand Wiseman for Bradley Beal, and 
yeah, that's a tough conversation. But but I think I'm I'm leaning with you, man. I think I'd have to do it just and just say, hey, we're gonna try to score 139. The only thing we can bank on is that the only thing that plays in our favor from holding on to Wiseman is how well Daniel Gafford played for the Wizards down the stretch. Um, he's a guy that got over from the Bulls Chicago. in like the trade deadline. And he was nasty in the playoffs for whatever like little bright spot they had. Great shot blocker, great size, and was like really effective in the paint. And maybe they're so high on him. They're like, we don't really want Wiseman. Give us Wiggins 7 and 14 and maybe like an unprotected first and next full year. And unprotected. Yeah, something like yeah. that. You know, you, you may have to do something yeah. like that. And you have to pull that trigger if that's the case. And um, I think if, if they said, are oh, you, you could take 15 from us and we get Wiseman too, like that's something you just have to do, man. Like you just yeah. have to, you have to right. go for it. You know, we owe it to these guys to go for it again and give them another star if we can. Yeah. You see it with Boston, like the whole, like win now plus build for the future. It, it doesn't work. You kind of have to pick one. Um, it's tough to juggle because you're not like, we're lucky to get a seventh overall pick from that Minnesota deal. If we're still trying to play both, we're still going to be no. It's, like, it's win now, man. It's win yeah, now. totally. It's, you, yeah. have, you have Steph Curry. This is it. This is a, a generational talent. You don't mess around with it. You go for it. He's a free agent after this season. Yeah, you I piss mean, him you off, just he's go gone. For it. Yeah, you just go for it. I'm not that he's going. You know, not that I think he's going anywhere. You just you give him. You say, hey, you run it by him. I guarantee you, Draymond and Clay, same thing. You run it by them. Hey, would you give up Wiggins and Wiseman and seven and fourteen and your brother-in-law for for Bradley Beal? He'd say yes. I think Damian Lee <laughs> might say, be that. Uh, that might be that deal breaker. He'd say, he'd say yes anyway. I'm sorry. I'll see him at Thanksgiving and Christmas, yeah. and that's it. You know. Sorry, Sadell. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Bradley uh, Beal, 30 a game. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, getting Are double there... teamed. It would be so nasty to see those two play together. And, like, people might be making an argument, like, oh, he's not playing super well in the, the Team USA. You know Draymond's in his ear. Draymond is yeah. so far in his ear. They're already having these reports about Draymond being, like, the glue guy on the USA team trying to recruit players, which I'm not surprised that he's doing. It's probably the only reason why he – join that team this summer for sure the only reason um but yeah i fucking love it i love that he's out there with beal and i expect Beal to request a trade in the next day or two um so we'll see yeah i just don't see you know i don't see if the warriors keep seven and 14 they're gonna draft 23 year old rookies mm-hmm. you know because they had an 18 year old 19 year old rookie last year and you saw how that went there was no camp Granted, you know, it was a weird, weird year for them as well. Right. So he didn't really get to even get a get, you know, the greasiest skit. And he just kind of got thrown out into the NBA world and he played two games in college, whatever the hell it was. So, you know, that that's tough. It's hard enough for an NBA rookie, period. And then you're learning Steve Kerr's system, you know, which is we could talk about that, but you're you're getting thrown <laughs> into that. And you're get have Draymond tell you how to play defense, and you're 19 years old, and you know it's just you're the fact that he was even you know, yeah, the fact that COVID, he was even productive. Like... <laughs> he got COVID, then he got hurt. So mm-hmm. the fact that he was even productive at all tells me something. True. And um, and so so I I'm just worried about the Warriors now going okay seven and fourteen. Let's take a 23 year old rookie and a 24 year old rookie because they're going to help us win now. But really, does it move the needle? to win a championship in my opinion no no yeah it's not gonna be enough no, so it's, it's, you're either it's, getting yeah. 
you're either getting an Evan Mobley that's going to help you win now and you're building for the future because he's just he can play right yeah. or a Cade Cunningham right those are the guys that help you win now like when LeBron went to Cleveland like they got better instantly right um as a rookie so that's not going to happen with seven or 14 it's not no definitely not i mean you can hit and 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 they can be way more productive than we think in two three years maybe you know two years like steph wasn't good his first year right Steph wasn't helping. year and a half and then he got hurt yeah he had glass yeah you're not you're not saying steph was as a rookie going to help you get to the play like go from the worst team in the league or fifth, fourth team, sixth, fourth team in the league to the playoffs or even to the championship caliber. It's not going to happen. Right. And so you, when we're talking about one of the best players of all time, who's drafted yeah. seventh, I, I just don't see it happening. You're getting a solid role player off the bench at best. At like, best. At best. As a rookie. As a rookie. At best. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, it could well, develop this... into an all-star. We're not saying that. We're just saying as yeah. a rookie, it's hard in the NBA as a rookie. Very difficult. Yeah. And it's going to be another pretty much jam-packed season. It's Everything's going to be shortened. So it's going to be just as tough as it was last year, in my opinion. Summer league but hasn't I mean, started yet. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a perfect transition. So, Joe, why don't you start us off? I mean, let's be realistic as far as, like, the 7-14 and 14 pick on, on who we want or who you want and would like to see the Warriors take. Obviously – it's not going to be like Jalen Suggs falls to us or Evan Mobley. You know what I mean? So in a realistic kind of outlook way, who who would you be happy with the Warriors taking at 7-14? and 14? I would love if Scotty Barnes fell to us at 7. Yes. That would be ideal for me. Um, but, you know, Scotty's been top 5-6. So that's unfortunate. Um, that's – you know, at seven, I just don't know. You know, I don't love anybody at seven. I really don't. Mm. I don't love anybody at seven. It's a point. tough slot. You're just on the. It's cusp just the worst. Like yeah, because you're not year. gonna yeah. you're not gonna take a, uh, a Jonathan Kuminga at seven. Like, oh, like you know, he was a top four player going into the year, right? The G League guy and all that mm. stuff. Um, and he's gonna be there for you at seven. Do you say, do I bank up? No, you're not gonna th- like. It's not worth it. So at seven, I feel like it's the. I try to trade up. I try to trade mm-hmm. up to five and get Scotty Barnes. I mean, what do the what do the Magic have to lose? Like, yeah, they I think the trade, most realistic like, trade would be with Cleveland. Yeah, get some more. Yeah, or Cleveland. Like move yeah. up. Like move up. If you're gonna keep seven, and you're gonna say, well, we'll stay at seven. I'd rather you just move up, and really get a guy you want. And I know Toronto's probably not gonna move up for. So you have to look at three. You have to look at five. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the mocks or, have or even Thunder, stuck. even the Thunder. Thunder yeah. Six, right? Yeah, they so love maybe the capital. Six. Yeah, you just you just add give them a, a future, you know, late first, probably you know next year's first or something like that. I don't know if we have we even own that, but you know something like that just to get sure. a guy who you think is going to be good in the NBA. Right. I don't want to see a Franz Wagner. I don't want to see a Josh. Like, I don't want to see Josh Giddy at seven. I don't want to see that. You know, Kaminga, no. No, thank you. Kaminga scares me because obviously he's probably got, besides the top, I don't know, maybe four players in the draft that are going to be going top four, he's got to have the highest upside, right? But he's also probably going to be the 
the longest project. So if Warriors fans, he's on my hate list. (laughs) Oh, okay. We'll get into that later. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, if the Warriors fans were struggling through watching James Wiseman and his rookie season, try watching Jonathan Kuminga trying to pick up all this stuff. Oh, it's going to be tough. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not really on the Kaminga train either. I'm hoping that you know, somebody it, takes him ahead of us so we don't have to. Everyone's talking about Davion Mitchell, you know, and like Davion yeah. Mitchell at 14, good. Davion yeah, Mitchell agreed. at seven, no. Yeah. So that's why yeah, that's I tough. think it's like a weird spot to be in. Like we're like stuck in the middle. Like whereas your late lottery, you know, you could take a flyer on a Cam John- Thomas or or Davion Mitchell or Keon Johnson or you know, you take a flyer on those guys, no problem. Right. And I know everyone's talking about Duarte and hey, at 14, fine, but seven, not good. Yeah. How about you, Al? Who do you, who do you want to see at seven? If you had your, uh, your pick of the litter with who we think is going to be on the board. So if we were forced to pick at seven, assuming we're not going to make any trades, um, right. I'm in the, I'm with you guys. Like if Kuminga's there, you're almost like forced to take him just from a whole, like he's probably your best asset. If you're looking to trade off of him in the future. Um, but if you know the, the two names that most people are talking about are, are, are book Knight and Moody. Um, and I'm, I'm bigger on Moody. I think Moody is the closest thing to someone I've talked about a lot on this pod and, and Mikhail bridges um, long arms, catch and shoot three point shooter um, really strong defensively. Um, it kind of fills that gap for a big wing that we've like so desperately needed, um, you know, especially coming off the bench on our second unit. Um, Book Knight is, is interesting. I think his style is going to be similar to what we saw with Jordan Poole early on. We're just not going to get enough touches and like you're going to have to put him in the G League. You're not going to get much from him in year one, maybe not even year two. Um, like I just think he he can get a bucket but he needs to have the ball in his hands. He needs to put up a lot of shots. Steve Kerr is not a fan of that style with his development. Um, and so I feel like just book night is just kind of a, we'd be doing him a disservice if we picked him and sort of put him through our, our hellhole that we, we call our, our development program. Like we saw what it did to Jordan Poole. Um, and thank God for the G league bubble to happen. Cause that was the best thing that happened to him. Um, yeah. but I think Same Moody can make an impact. Yeah. I think Moody can make an impact. Um, his biggest like negative, I guess, is he cannot really finish around the rim. Um, yeah. but if Moody was six, eight, I'd be with you. Yeah. Right. You know, that's the thing. He looks like, six, eight too, which is he's crazy. Six, four, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's kind of like, dang, you know, not to say that he doesn't play bigger than he, than he is, but, right. um, you're just looking at, you're looking at the wings, and in the NBA, and that's what everybody wants. And the minimum for a wing is a three and D, yeah. right? Is what you yeah. want. And then you want the plus three and D plus playmaking, three and D plus shot creation, mm-hmm. or you know, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if Moody is Moody even to the three and D part, like with his three ball. You know, like that's what I'm like that's the part that I'm scared of. Now, can he get there? Maybe, you know, so would I be mad at Moody? No. Would I love Moody at 10, 11, 12? Yes. At seven, it still feels. Yeah. It's definitely a, it's definitely a stretch. And like at Arkansas, he was putting up a lot of shots, which kind of was forced to, he shot 35% from three. 
which is you know, it's college. I feel like you kind of get some anomalies. Yeah. And he's, he's the um, only guy on Arkansas. He's got to right. put up those shots. But it's like, you look around, like, let's just say six through 10. It's like, you got Franz Wagner. Don't want him on the Warriors. Josh Giddy, Don't want him. Um, I just kind of gave my take on book night and like, if Moody, was a bouncer, if Moody was bouncer at six four, six five, then I would so that's say where... seven. I'm I'm all in. I'm all in at so, seven. I want Scotty Barnes size, but if I can't have Scotty Barnes size, I'll take some bounce. And so, Moody is just not explosive. He's not explosive, but I don't know how much. It's so going into the 14th pick. I was a hundred percent on Duarte until I watched him film on Trey Murphy. Um, and he's kind of like the project three and D guy that yeah could he's bouncy as hell, hell of a yeah. shooter. Six um, nine. Six nine. Yeah, I would rather take him. See, I would rather take him. Yeah. But I'm so torn on Duarte and him. And I was like, I like Duarte uh, a lot. To me, yeah. to me, it's a no-brainer with Murphy. Yeah. Younger, mm-hmm. bouncier, you know, like same same knockdown, right? So I, I mean, 21 years old. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm going with that. Like that's what wins you. And then look at Chris Middleton. Right. You know, look, look at, look at the, the Clippers almost beat, almost beat. Um, th- they beat the jazz without Kawhi Leonard. And mm-hmm. then they, you know, they just were burnt out, but they were like giving a, you know, giving a game with Nick Batum at center. Given so what threw me off you know, with, like, with Murphy yeah. was he, he played for Virginia, which is historically one of the worst offensive like scoring schools in the country. Yeah. And he shot 43% from, from the three point line. He shot 92% from the free throw line and like love that. 50% yeah. from the field, like just a shooter. Um, it's gonna so that one got me off my door. I want Murphy. Bit. So like, I want Murphy. If I'm the Warriors, I want him to get Murphy. And so I'm going to do whatever I can. <laughs> to so not <laughs> reach. You know, but I'm not, but I'm also not going to be scared of giving up something to get him. Like if he's there at 10 and someone's going to grab him, I'm going to go up to 10. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that's going to be an issue from everything that I've been looking at and, and reading everything, although maybe smoke screens, like he should be on the board at 14. So it, yeah. it would be, it would, would be a be nice a pick to end up with. Great pick. Yeah. Matt, who are you at seven? Are you a uh, Jimmy Bush? Seven. Seven's tough. Um, I, James Booknight is on my loves list. I really like his game. Um, as you mentioned, though, I just don't see the fit uh, with the yeah, Warriors. I think him and yeah, him and Poole are just too similar. Say what you want about like um, the progression of Jordan Poole, but both of those guys are going to need to have the ball in their hands. They both like to dribble the ball. Kerr hates people dribbling the air out of the ball. Um, I just don't really see it working. I hope he goes somewhere and flourishes because I really do like his game. I think him at six to the Thunder, having him at SGA in that backcourt would be pretty sweet. Um, so at seven, I really don't want Kaminga. I don't want to have to wait through another project. I would love it if Scotty Barnes was there. I'm, I'm hard if Scotty Barnes is there at seven. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think – for who is going to be on the board, I'm probably going to have to side with you, Al. I really do like Moody, everything I've been watching of him. The lack of explosiveness and kind of like lack of being able to create is a little bit yeah. uh, alarming. He's not a huge playmaker. He's basically, like you mentioned, a 3 and D guy and a dog on defense, which I do love. You're going to plug him in and get a solid NBA player anywhere you go for the most part, but is he really going to 
move the needle at number seven. I don't know. Um, but, but for what we have on the board at seven, I do like Moody. Um, and then at 14, man, I'm falling in love with Chris Duarte, all the stuff I'm watching with him. I don't know if, if you're taking Moody at, at seven, is it smart to take Duarte at 14? Probably not. Um, but I, I do love that 25 year old Dominican. I think he's nice. And I think he's instantly going to be able to go into a lineup and make a difference for sure. I'll tell you who I don't want. (laughs) I'm hoping we don't, you know what, the more, the more film and tape I watch on Franz, the less I I dislike him and his game. There's two that are probably going to be in that range that I'm praying we don't end up with. And one of them is Kispert. Ah. Just, I don't believe in any Gonzaga player, especially an old white guy that doesn't really have like the athleticism needed at the next level. Oh yeah, Kispert is no. Yeah, miss me with him. Census. Um, <laughs> now Franz is Franz. Is everyone just caught up in Franz because of the Kevin Herter hype? Is that what it is? You know, I don't think so. So Franz's like, big thing is like defense. He's like a hell of a defender. Can play kind personal. of like, yeah, like. But that's kind of like Kevin, you know, Kevon Herter, depending mm-hmm. on how well he plays. But <laughs> you know, like you know, they were running offense through him in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they, they were. were. Like, they were they were running offense through him. So I'm like, did people see that and say, hey, six ten white guy can really shoot it, can put it on the deck, defend a little bit, like. Herder is a better defender than I give him credit for. I think I had him. I think I had him on my dislike list because I didn't think he could defend or create off the bounce. But he ended up getting better at that, like catch and shoot three. Like, okay, he reminded me of a lot of guys that are six nine to catch and shoot three. But um, he could create he more than that, that. right? Yeah, and so mm-hmm. now he becomes the three and D, like where he's not a super liability on on D because mm-hmm. he's long and switchable. So now you got the three and D and now he's making plays, putting the ball on the deck. Yeah. So do they see that with Franz? Okay. If you can see that coming with Franz, then you say, Hey, he's worth a lottery pick mm-hmm. because I've seen what Kevin Horder can do. Yeah. For Franz and me, I, I, I got a lot of like defensive version of just like your classic, like big 10 power forward which never really fares well in the, in the league. Um, I thought, I think Hurt is a like exponentially better, like perimeter shooter than, than Franz. Um, but then Franz is like such a better defender. So you kind of like mix that play that like a little bit of both and you can get a lot out of Franz. And I think that's what people are seeing out of him. Um, but I'm seeing more like Frank Kaminsky, but a little bit smaller, like perimeter style, Frank Kaminsky, than like him being like a knockdown shooter. Either way, I don't want him. Um, like, I don't mind that he's not an explosive yeah. athlete because he's six ten or whatever. You know, like that doesn't yeah, yeah. scare me, right. right? Like, right. But um, you know, because if you're playing off your jumper in the league, you can get if you can dribble it left and right, you can get space. You can make something happen. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Dirk Dirk scored for twenty years, not being able to you know blow by anybody, but he's seven feet and he just can get space, right? Exactly. And he wasn't, and he wasn't stiff his whole life, right? He can actually make a move left, make a move right, turn over right shoulder, left shoulder. He could do all that. So if, if Franz can put the ball on the deck a bit and like make some plays, yeah, okay, you know. But again, seven Warriors, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't Six like him. Guard seven. is uh, interesting. I love but... him at fourteen. 
I love, yeah. I love all these guys at 14. I just, <laughs> that's the issue, right? I think another thing with Franz is like his IQ. He has such a good feel for the game. It seems like he's always in the right position. He makes he makes the right pass for the most sounds part. Sounds like a so, Warriors guy. You know, it just yeah. sounds like a Warriors guy. He, he seems like a guy that Steve Kerr would salivate over. So I hope that we don't jump to set or jump at seven and take him, but wouldn't be mad if he fell to us at 14. Also, another funny thing about Franz that I've been seeing on the internet is, you know, how everybody does their comparisons. Some of these guys are way worse than the other, but it's funny you said Kaminsky, Al. I saw on one website that they compared him to if Frank Kaminsky – uh, was mixed with Lamar Odom. It would be Franz wow. Wagner. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even know how like somebody comes up with that. Um, but the more Frank I look Kaminsky at him, with some guard play, that's what it is. That's Lamar yeah, Odom, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So is he I, a I center or is is he? A, he's not a center though. You know, I think he's just thing. a wing. So Basketball Reference yeah, has him listed there. as a guard. He's a six nine guard. But, I mean, you watch him play, he moves kind of slow like a big wood, almost like a stretch big. Yeah, he's not explosive, Um, which is like the big knock on him. It causes more question in the league. It's like – and I I just think of like – you just go back the last couple years. You know, look at Larry Markin. TJ Leaf. Like yes, yeah. I'm just thinking okay. like, all these guys are all these guys are on power my forwards. <laughs> all these guys are on my hate list because I've seen it, you know. Yeah. But yeah. uh but you know, Herder proved me wrong. Um, and so I think the NBA is seeing that and seeing mm-hmm. his impact on a winning team like the Hawks and the come up they had. You know what? I you know, I if I think more it's more so for a fit with him. You know, if he gets to a good good program and he doesn't go to the Magic or okay. Cleveland or something, if he doesn't do the, you know, fall to that kind of place, he'll be fine. To have him yeah. projected to Sacramento, which is probably the worst place. Oh, so. oh <laughs> that happens. That happens. He's done. Poor guy. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a death wish right there. That stinks. <laughs> no, I don't want to yeah, see anybody yeah, that, let's I, hope that doesn't happen. Eight's kind of where that cliff goes. I want Kamingo to go to Sacramento. That would be perfect. Yes. Yeah. Would, just have him sit behind Harrison Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, I guess that that's kind of how we're feeling about the Warriors. So why don't we get into uh, our favorite segment of the year? It's one of my favorite things to look out for on Twitter every year. It's Coach Curtin's likes, loves, and hates. And I'll be um, tweeting them out after this. Of course, I would expect nothing less. We're all going to be active on uh, on Twitter during draft night. It's, it's my favorite night of the year. I think Joey, you're you're pretty similar. Um, yes, I but, mean, uh, I, you know, I love the draft since I was little. Um, I actually love the lottery, the, the ping pong ball. lottery is the best. You know, when that, when that was happening, that was the best. Absolutely, um, but yeah, the, I, I, it's it's an exciting time for me. I've loved it since I was a kid, so um, it's kind of stayed with me. Same. So let's uh let's go to the receipts real quick. I'm gonna pull up my screen for us, and we're gonna walk you through oh, your no. last year's. I don't know if um, Joey was expecting this. No, your, your, your tweet have? storm. So 2020 NBA draft. Let me just say before I proceed, <laughs> this is the worst draft I've seen in a long time. 2013 buys, but I don't think there's a Giannis to save it. With that said, not false. Loves hey. Wiseman. I think we were all in that boat. I think we were yes. all like team Wiseman. Yeah. No one was. I love like, I loved Wiseman before I knew the Warriors had the number two pick. Like, yeah. I, I, there was just something about him um, that I loved. So when I saw him in high school, 
I saw him in the All American game, the Jordan game. You know, I was like, okay, yeah. this guy has something special, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Wiseman was my only love last year. Not a bad choice. I mean, like I said, I was so high on him. I was so everybody was. When we got him, and I still think he could be solid for us. So I, I, I wouldn't absolutely put that one out. Yeah, we're not. I'm not out on Wiseman yet. Yeah, no. Likes Anthony Edwards, Lamelo, Tyrese. Okongwu, Toppin, L- um, fuck, what's his Killian Lane. Hayes, Isaac O'Hara, and Sadiq Bay. Solid list. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, That's pretty a really good. fucking good list. Obi might be my worst one on there. Mm-hmm. And, and even he kind of showed up in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he had a role at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I got one more year for Obi before I hop off, I think. But yeah. Outside of that, though, he's got to produce. Pretty good. You've got three of the. First all team rookie. all rookies in Edwards, Ball, Halliburton, and Bay. So and Bay. Yeah. So Bay, the funny story about Bay, the reason I put Bay on this list is because he did a pre-draft workout literally the week before the draft at Reardon. No shit. No way, really. Yeah. Yeah. So he was with JTA. And my boy <laughs> calls me up and he's like, yo, I got some guys. They want to um they want to get some shots up. This was during COVID time, so the NBA facilities were shut down. Oh. Um, because they had a mandatory like dead period or whatever, right? And so, I um, I said, "Yeah, man, come on through. I'll meet you at the gym." And and it was it was Bay and JTA, and um, I was sitting there watching him shoot, and I said, "Okay, I like this Bay guy, Villanova guy. Guy's knocked down. The guy didn't miss. He must have made like twenty threes in a row from the left wing, and his size. And he was just a nice dude." Mm-hmm. Oh, he was? You know, hey, thank you for, you know, JTA, just the nicest guy. Like, both of them, like, hey, thank you for using the gym. We appreciate you so much. I know this is out of your way. You're coming out here and, you know, great guys. Saw them play. I knew JTA was going to have a big year. I saw his development from, you know, program the year before to this. And I saw Bay, his size, his ability and i said okay i'm seeing it with my own eyes i'm all in on him so there you go what a story what a random connection that. sadiq bay and Juan Toscana anderson <laughs> right <laughs> like, must be some agent. They, must be an agent connection how know. are they boys in san francisco why was he <laughs> why was he in san francisco moving at my at, at my high school you know I don't so know. random i was yeah, looking man. i was like did the did the warriors even pick near where he could have been he so sadiq got drafted 19th overall like yeah he so, slipped yeah yeah we should have drafted that's him. sick he is so yeah. i mean Definitely the sleeper of the draft for sure. He was it's like what like, what, what you look shooter. for, right? Three and D, three and mm-hmm. D, and can he do more? And that's that's your answer, you know. Yep. Yeah, he's gonna be one of those guys where you can pretty much plug him in anywhere. He's gonna he's gonna be successful. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's get to the fun stuff. Who's on the hate list? Hate. Oh, we got a full one for this year. Poku, oh, Poku baby. Kyra Lewis, Jalen Smith, Josh Green, Isaiah Stewart, Zeki Naji, Theo Maldedon, Leandro Bolomaro, Cole Anthony, Malachi Flynn. Xavier Tillman. So Tillman might be the one that is probably producing the most. Tillman, yeah, I was gonna say that might Isaiah be your played really well. Um, did he though? Did he? Yeah, he had a solid. Uh, he was a solid big man towards down the, down the stretch for the Pistons. Um, I think he got second team. Or well, I guess he's in oh, Detroit, wow. so why would I know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he gets second team, then yeah, he played well. He played well. 
Let me just let me confirm that. But no, he he played pretty well down the stretch. I've also been playing with him in two K, so I've, I noticed he's pretty nice. That's why <laughs> <laughs> it always translates, baby. Yeah, come on. Damn. So Sad- Sadiq and uh and Isaiah Stewart. I forgot they did have a low key kind of nice draft, and yeah, they took uh, yeah, Killian they right. Did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Killian finished with eight did. points, a... six rebounds. Um, oh, okay. Pretty... <laughs> God, damn. Bad, his right? nickname on Basketball Reference is Beast Stew. So, uh, shout out to <laughs> well, you. If I don't know that, if I don't know that, I want to put him on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you fire. know, that's why they want to keep Cade because that's a nice young core. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But at 6'9", 250, I don't blame you, Joey. That that looks like he's heading for the hate list. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. One year on the worst team in the league. We'll see. Right. Yeah, exactly. We, we talked about this last, last week, but. Jalen Smith might be the worst one on that list. Tenth overall in the Suns. Oh, brother. Really fucked that one up last year. I couldn't couldn't believe that. That's a perfect hate call out right there. Oh, boy with the goggles. I called that one. Top 10 pick. I knew, I said, no way. Yeah. That was tough. Such a hit for you right there. Because he was like, he didn't play a minute. And Poku. Poku had a lot of hype. And he still has a lot of hype. (laughs) That's because of fucking Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. That's crazy. That's literally just getting gassed up by him. He's yeah, 140 pounds soaking wet. I just don't he, see it being realistic. I just no. can't see him being a real real NBA player. I just can't. It's no. impossible to me. So, <laughs> But maybe, hey, when we do this in a couple of years, I, I'll be wrong again, but we'll find yeah. out. Well, everybody's he's the only seven-footer. He's the only seven-footer that looks like he's six-foot-four out there, by the way he plays. <laughs> right. He looks right. – he's like – He plays smaller than he is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, and that's not what you want to hear. Have his height, which means he don't even know if he's actually seven feet tall. Yeah, it's a, it's a myth. Uh, I wasn't too bad last year, huh? No, so far, so far. The track record's early pretty receipts, good. Early receipts. The final one, the the NBA draft dragon oh, bender, this is money formerly again. known as Darko Milicic or Denny Abija. Well, he did destroy his foot. He did like bust his ankle up in the playoffs. You got to give him a break there, but yeah. I don't really know what you uh I'm still out on Denny Advia. I've and seen I him thank play. God I'm like, this guy's we didn't take him. Thank God the Warriors didn't take him. There was so yeah. much noise last year that we were gonna <laughs> trade down and take mm-hmm. him. I was petrified. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's yeah, gross. I'm I'm baking yeah. that one. I guarantee that one won't change. Yeah, yeah. That's a guarantee. Overall, this is a solid, <laughs> a solid stretch. You solid, got a lot solid. of good. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It makes me even more excited to get into this year. Everybody needs to write it down. Yes, I can't wait to get into this year. Before we do, though, real quick, guys, I just have some – I have to admit, I, I would just t- toot my own horn. <laughs> so I have some loves. So I started this in 2014. We're here in 2021. Oh, I love I it. Have some lo- I have some loves that didn't pan out. So when I say love a guy, it's usually, okay, he's going to be a max contract guy, all-star, right? Um, all-NBA, or, like, all-time great or something, right? Like, you know, like – if you're, if you're going to be one of those guys, I'll put you on my love list. Mm-hmm. So I'm 14, some busts that I have. Alfred Payton. Okay. Wait, he was a love? He was a love for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened. His, <laughs> hair, his hair threw me off. <laughs> he um, mesmerized you. His mom's nails. In the same class, Wiggins, Aaron Gordon, and Zach Levine. I'll give you a break on Aaron Gordon because obviously the, the verdict's still out and you got to see him – you got to coach against Live him in for person, yeah. right, so that yeah. makes sense. So, so Wiggins maxed out, Levine got maxed out, and Wiggins and Gordon. 
I remember so you were I, on Levine early. You called you Levine, on Levine very early. early. Yeah, you were on, on that Levine mountain. early, so I yes. called that, and a lot of people did not. A lot of people hated that mm-hmm. for coming out I remember. of UCLA. Yeah. Um. So I got there. Fifteen. A couple of my my picks for loves were Mario Hezonia. I was with you. <laughs> I was, I was with you. <laughs> Justice <laughs> Winslow. That's fair. Justice yeah. Winslow. I was with you on that one. I, I still got a little had, Winslow stock. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. So all-star Max guy. Yeah. Now we Max. can debate. Um, Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker. Solid. Hit, hit. I like those, right? Towns is obvious, right? He's going to be the number one pick. And then Booker. But Booker went 12. What? What did he go? 12, 13, something like, like that? Yeah. He went he, late lottery. He fell, dude. Yeah. So well, he I, didn't start, I, right? He didn't start on Kentucky his freshman year. No, he didn't. But man. I saw – I watched a lot of Kentucky – Back then, obviously, because you know the whole hype with the with those teams, sure. And uh, man, he was my he was I liked him more than I actually liked him more than Carl Towns, just because I saw his you know. But I also had another bus with Kentucky wing, and that's Malik Monk. Oh, dude, so I was always be off about that yeah. too. He he was on my love list. I didn't know he liked uh, too much of the nose candy and the other <laughs> stuff. Who knew? Um, but he's that, another that one. Thro- that threw him off, man. That ruined his NBA career. Yeah, I think he's too much of a partier. And, and yeah, he's in, just a party animal. In the time too, I was like, I couldn't believe that the Knicks didn't take him. I forget who they oh, took yes. instead of him, yeah. and they let him fall. And I was like, he'd be perfect in New York, and that probably would have <laughs> yeah. been the, the ultimate downfall because he's kind of yeah. starting to turn it around in Charlotte. But if he, he was is, in New York, he, I think he would have been out in a year or two. <laughs> yeah, he just had a bad, bad uh, start to the to his NBA career. I I, I thought I was all in on Malik Monk. When he dropped Same. 40 on Carolina or whatever it was, that, yes. that I said, oh, my God, the guy's just got, you know, he's got it. But um, I had I had him as a bust. Mo Bamba. Mm-hmm. Um, as a bust? Malik, no, as a, as a love. Oh, as a love. Okay. A, you know. Oh, yeah, Mo, Mo Bamba. Bamba. He's, you know, he's been. He's in Orlando. Yeah. That was a tough draft, Mark, though, because, like, you said Malik Monk, and I'm looking at who was around him. Nine Dennis Smith Jr., 10 Zach Collins, 11 Monk, 12 Luke Kennard, and then like everybody missed on Donovan Mitchell and Bam Adebayo. Yeah, so like, so who, who did New York take in that draft? Remind me, uh, Frankie take? Smokes, baby. That's right, Ooh. Frankie. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he wasn't was on your Jackson. love list. That was Phil yes. Jackson. No, he was on my hate list. Oh, I right, definitely. Right. So, <laughs> um, that, but that was Phil Jackson, you know. Yes. I, I saw, I saw. They draft express video of him. As I said, oh my, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is the guy. I got. Did you I got Tatum guys on that list. Cannot play him. Was Tatum a love or was he more? Was he a like? Uh, Tatum was a like. Yeah. Okay. Tatum was. A that was like. a tough call. I feel like that was a tough call. Him and Donovan Mitchell. I wanted to put Donovan Mitchell on my love list. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, but <laughs> those guys were like the borderline guys, right? Right. Um, but. Yeah, Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba, Malik Monk, and Jonathan Isaac. Those are the ones that get me. But I will yeah. say, Jonathan Isaac, I mean, I know it's not really fair yet because he's ran into the injury bug yeah. so many times. But, I mean, if he could stay healthy, I could see him being a max guy eventually. He's like the yeah, perfect Yeah, those are the line. guys I thought, you know. Uh, For sure. But, but, um, but other ones I got right, you know, I got them, I got them pretty good. Absolutely. DeAndre Ayton was a love for me. You know, Michael Porter Jr. was a love for me. Um, they'll both, both get maxed out. Yep. What'd you do with Oh, Luka? absolutely. 
Luca? He was on your like list. He was on my like list. So Luca yeah. was one. That's another one that was like, damn, do I put him on love? Do I put him on like yeah. I didn't not like anything about him except that I was like, dude, he's just out of shape. <laughs> he's just kind of you know, like he can he he's can like do Paul everything, but he's fat. Yeah. You know, that's exactly you know, that's what I was thinking. You know, and I'm like, I just don't know if he's ever gonna be a good enough athlete physically. Mm-hmm. Like I was I, I said he's gonna be if Tony Kukoc got to play in this era, that would be Luka Doncic. That's his floor. That's what I said. Right. Like, he's never going to not suck. Like, he's never going to be not be good. Yeah. Did I think he was going to be a superstar? No, because I didn't think he'd be never be a, a good enough athlete in good enough shape. And he still isn't, but he's still a superstar. So what is that? What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of those guys can do it, man. It's Smoking stoves. But and... he will have to. He will have to, though. Like, in my opinion, like, he's going to have to really take that a little more seriously. Because mm-hmm. you saw him struggle, you know, at the beginning of the year when he was chubbier. Oh yeah, you saw Especially coming off struggled. of uh, COVID because I yeah I, I remember hearing like a yeah I remember hearing a Mark Cuban interview and I think Luca was back home in Slovenia and they didn't have access to like gyms or yeah. any type of shit. So he I think he was legit just like he was sitting legit in Slovenia, pounds, like oh, yeah. yeah yeah eating home cooked meals, smoking cigarettes, yep. doing nothing. Yeah yeah. So I think with him as he gets older because he's you know he's still so young. I mean. Yeah. Is, is he 21? He might just be 21. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty much So you know how lead. it is. You can get away with all that stuff when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. But oh, now, sure. you know, as he gets, you know, in the future, uh, he's just going to have to take care of his body a little bit better. Um, yeah, man, I mean, the guy, the guy is just incredible. I mean, what, do you, what can you say? If Doncic were to go vegan, I mean, he might <laughs> win an MVP immediately. If Doncic were to go <laughs> vegan, he would get injured immediately. He's eating his burgers man. and his cigs. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we got? Uh, is that the end of the – or no, where did so you have Trey Young? Year, oh, Trey Young had him on situational. Okay. Ooh. So I said if he goes to the right situation, I'm all in. If he goes to the wrong situation. Because, you know, a little guard like that, I know, a coach might hate you. A, most, a coach might hate you because you can't defend and you're just like, I don't want to see you take 40 footers, you know? Boy Pierce. And it was, hated him. <laughs> and it was close. Yeah. It was yeah, close exactly. for a while. You know, I give him credit. He really, he really, uh, you know, evolved his game a bit. And uh, I give him credit. He was, he was, he's a stud. Can't wait to see yeah. what he does next year. Proof. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. So that's it, the Dragon Bender. That was it. Oh, yeah. Did we do the Dragon? Dragon was Poku. Who was it last year? Did I do it last year? I think, yeah. I think it was Poku for sure. Did I pick it up? Okay. All right. So, loves this year. Is that what we're doing? Loves. Yeah. Why don't you uh, you work our way down, descend, loves, likes, and hates? And then the Dragon Bender, formerly known as Darko Milicic Award. Um, Loves. (laughs) I have Evan Mobley. I have Cade Cunningham, and I have Jalen Suggs. Mm. Um, I got to see Evan Mobley in person um, when he was playing in Kizar, like this L.A. versus the Bay all-star showcase. And he was a sophomore. And he was the best player on the floor. Was he seven foot? Yes. And there were other McDonald's All-Americans on, on the floor. And there's other, you know, crazy talent. And I said, oh, my God. 
this kid is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And his size, his his fluidity, his jumping ability, his quick jump, like his length. I was like, this kid's gonna he's gonna be the number one player, he's gonna be the number one pick in the draft. You know, that's what I said to myself when I saw him with my own two eyes. Yeah. So I would say I actually I'm leaning towards Cade above him. Like I both I love both of them. Um but it would not shock me if Evan Mobley is the best player in this draft. Me either. At all. Yeah. At all. I don't think it'll shock anybody. Because He's... because you know, bigs are it's it's weird with the bigs. Like we're saying, like we're obviously a perimeter game, we're shooting more threes than ever. The bigs are not what they used to be, right? They're not as valued as they used to be. But you look at Joel Embiid, you look at uh, the Joker, you look at Giannis, you look at AD, you look at, I mean, these got they're bigs. Yeah. And they dominate the league. Yeah. And they are MVP candidates and they're winning you championships. And Big men that's the facts, man. Yep. They're back, believe it or not. And you just have to be able with the bigs. When I look at a big and see if he's going to be a star or not, right? Like, you look at if they can play inside out and, and we always talk about inside out as offense. I'm talking about inside out as defensively. He could switch. So, so can he protect the rim and guard the perimeter? If your answer to that is yes, the guy can be a star. If he has offensive game the same way, can he finish at the rim above the rim at a glob threat, all that. And can he step out and shoot the three? If they can do both of those things or, or, or playmate from the perimeter, if they can do inside out offensively and defensively, they can be a star. And Evan Mobley's that. I agree. I think everybody keeps seeing online right now. People, people are trying to compare him, say he's AD on defense and DeAndre Aiden on offense, right? Which might Chris even Bosch be selling him shorts. I think it's selling him oh, short. Chris Bosch. I think it's selling Excuse him. Yes. I, yeah. yeah, I think uh, Bosch, I could see Bosch because remember, Bosch was a mid range king for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know he had the mid mid post, blah blah bank, blah blah. You know, play from there. Mobley, I think Mobley could step out. I totally. think Mobley could step out to the three and shoot it. Yeah, the game so allows if him he to can, do that for sure. If he can do that, oh man. And another you thing know. that's like really underrated, doesn't he come from a basketball family? I'm pretty sure his yeah. brother plays for USC. I want to say his dad either yep. is or was He's a hooper coach. or coach. Yeah, yeah, and it was a hooper. So, and, yeah. So, so yeah, like that, they, the pedigree's there, man. You exactly. know, and, and that goes he's a long just way. gonna be it goes a long way. I, the, the kid is built for this. He's been told he's gonna go to the NBA for the past probably eight years of his life. Groomed. Like legitimately, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the, the guy is just gonna be a star. I really do. So do Same. you think he goes because like both teams two and three are kind of in a position where they have what they think is like their big man solidified with Houston as Christian Wood. They're looking no, box half green, green over uh, at number two. And then, like, you talk about situational, like, how does he fare in Cleveland, you know, playing behind or next to, like, uh, Jared Allen and Definitely just playing for the Cavs. Like, does he does he still dominate, like you think, in Cleveland? Those are bad fits for him. Right. Um, I think I think Houston should – there should be no question. Yeah. There should be no question. Christian Wood, he's a great player, but he's a perimeter player. Can't play defense. For He's sure. not a rim protector. Yeah, no. right. Evan Mobley is a rim protector. Yeah, exactly. It's a no doubt. It's like if he pass, if he goes past two, the Warriors should trade seven fourteen, Wiseman and whatever to go to three and get him. That's what they should do. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds got, like, according to everything else, he's going to be there at three. Everybody oh. keeps saying that Houston is in love with Jalen Green, which Jalen Green's on my loves list. I do like him a lot, but I would take yeah. Mobley over him for sure. I did. I, sure. He's not. He's on my. Li- he's on my like list, but he's almost like Trey Young for me, where he, it's very situational. Like he could be a fine like, but he's situational for me. I saw him with my own two eyes, right? So, um, I'm at Soldier Town in Oakland, and I'm watching a scrimmage. Oakland Soldiers inner squad scrimmage. Um, and so I'm I'm seeing him up close and personal, like courtside seats, right? And you kind of see him play and you know, very quick, super light. Yeah. I mean, really thin frame. You could see he kind of like floats in the air. You know, it's not it's not power dunking like Anthony Edwards, right? Yeah. Um but super thin frame, super thin shoulders, like like almost like Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, bouncy. But, but bouncy, right? But <clears throat> does he have wiggle like Lou? You know, we're thinking about Lou now. Lou's almost 40 years old. Um, but I don't know. You know, I, I have my concerns about Jalen Green. Yeah, I think those are very valid concerns. I he's, he, not he's on my likes list too. He's not that. He's like 170 he's not, pounds. He's not, he's not tall. His he's not sample tall. size is the G League, and like he had a slow start to the G League. Obviously, he has a hell of a highlight reel for the G League, like fast break dunks. Yeah, yeah um, his alley oops. Like he's got that step no package, and I think that can get figured out pretty quickly early on in the league. Um, like he, he's also someone to be situational. Like he hope he better hope he goes to Houston because it's going to be a bad couple of years in Cleveland for him. Um, mm-hmm. But he and has I'm concerned some of about his shooting. Potential. Like I really like. I'm concerned about his shooting though. Um, streaky. I sense a lot. It's of just very yeah. streaky, man. Like I don't yeah. know. I just don't know. Um, I'm not like I'm out on him. You know yeah. that kind of athlete. You know is did he do, did he do an official measurement height wise and wingspan wise? I'd be interested to see that. Um, just because seeing him with my own two eyes, I'm like, the guy is just so slight and he's probably yeah. six, four, you know, like, I'm just like, I don't, I yeah. don't know about this. I think they have you know, he, this one website I'm looking at. has him at six, five, one sixty five, which is so light. He's frail. That is so light. Wow. But I mean, see, yeah, that is, that is tiny. Um, that's the but, part that scares me. The one thing that I will say, though, is I do disagree with you, Al, on him playing in the G League. I think that that helps his case, if anything. I think that that's – They're grown men. Better oh, competition. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I didn't say dudes. he was bad in the G League. I think he had a bad start. Um, and it was a little oh, right, bit yeah. small I'm sample saying, size. Yeah, I, I give him a, a leg up because he was in the G League. I like that he played with the, the older, bigger dudes. Um, if you ever hear Jared Jack talk about him, he has, like – they were teammates down there, oddly enough, and – he said, like, his first day in the training room, uh, Jalen Green was like, hey, man, like, I'm just going to ask you any question I can. I'm going to follow you around. That type of shit is, like, the things I look for, too. Yeah. I think that goes yeah. a long, I mean, long way. I just feel like at two, you want to you want a guy who's going to be, like, who's going to carry your team. Mm-hmm. At two, you say, I, can, can this guy be maybe, like, the one or two best players on the championship team? No. I don't see it with Jalen Green. Right. Yeah. I think it's tough too because he also doesn't really look like he's going to be a two way player. 
I do love him, and I think he's going to be like really, really, really good. One of the better offensive players in the league, but yeah, unless he puts on a lot of weight, I don't see like him if he really... was a six man, like a supercharged six man, like on an established team, like oh, you know, then you'd be like, wow, I love him. Right. Yeah, I think this the, like like you said about Jared Jack, Matt. Like situation's going to be tough. Like who is he going to tap on the shoulder in Houston? Fucking like Eric Gordon. Yeah, that's bad. like not to not to discredit him, but then you go to Cleveland. Who are you going to tap on the shoulder? There's no one there. So it's like. Yeah, if those he's going to be terrible for people. Like it's going to be tough. And again, with Jared, he needs like a steady ball handler, which both teams do not have. I, I yeah, Darius if he Garland goes to Cleveland, they got to trade Sexton, right? They got to yeah. trade Sexton. They got to, you know, it's just yeah. that's tough to be in. You know, you know, Colin Sexton is a competitor. He has friends in that locker room, and then you're getting booted for this 19 year old guy um, that so, doesn't play defense. Oh, you know, like I don't know. So you don't think John Wall can kind of be that vet for uh, for Jalen Green? <laughs> I don't think he's going to stay in Houston. <laughs> to be that Is he guy. out already? There's already rumors of him, you know, making his way out of there pretty soon, which is which kind of sucks for Jimmy Wall. But, yeah, I think uh, he's slowly uh, forcing his way out. He would have been on my love list. He would have been – John Wall would have definitely been on my love list. If oh, I for sure. Back then. Come out of Kentucky. I will say um, a backcourt of uh, potentially Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. does excite me, but nice. <laughs> That's a fun backcourt. <laughs> the Houston strip clubs will be going crazy. Just like the, just like the Harden days. Right. Exactly. Um, um, Matt, any other loves on your list? Yeah, on mine, I've got uh, – what do I got? I got Cade, obviously. I got Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, and then uh, I do have Boog Knight on mine. I Ooh. do really like – I love what Book Knight brings. I do think if he goes to the right situation um, and if he's motivated enough on the defensive end, I could see him being an all-star guy in the future for sure. I don't know about like a, a full max player, but I could see him like maybe making one all-star team. Um, and with these drafts being such a crapshoot, I mean, I, I think that's a win. Um, but I, I do like – I like Book Knight a lot. Um, the shooting is – I mean, he didn't shoot a very good percentage in college, but – I always take that he with a grain of salt. Yeah. Especially if your free throw if your free throw percentage is good and, and your form looks right. Um, I'm all in. And I could see him very easily being like a rich man's Jordan Clarkson down the road. Mm-hmm. I hate oh, to give him yeah, I see I see I see him like as a Jordan Clarkson, which um if he could become what Jordan Clarkson became in Utah um sooner than Jordan Clarkson did, right? right. Maybe in, during his first contract. Yes. Um that would be nice. You know, that would be a nice guy uh, fit to love that. I'm not going to love it. Cause that's not a guy who gets maxed out. That's not a guy who's an all-star. Is that a guy that wins you a ton of games? Yes. You know, like right. you need that guy in that league. You just need the score off the league, off the bench of the league. W- w- the Warriors didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Right. And you saw, you saw the discrepancy from when steps on the floor to when he's off the floor, you know, and pool kind of started filling that void a bit, but, um, you need it's a necessity in the NBA, and so that's why uh, Book Knight will be will be highly regarded in this draft, and he'll be a top ten pick, I think. Absolutely, and he's got the confidence like any guy you you get that's going to be a playmaker like and he's that. Bouncy as hell. Have you seen his yes. Instagram? Oh my that god, that was a when he first started coming out. How bouncy he was! That was yes, very impressive. Yeah. And I heard him talking. So he's on he my saying, list. Yeah, he was sure. saying that I think freshman sophomore year of college he wasn't even dunking. And then once he figured out he could dunk, that's all he did in the gym, oh. <laughs> which doesn't really bode well for the rest of his game, but it's very relatable. 
if, yeah. if you get that one yam off, all you want to do is yeah. bang out. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that I think his game translates well to the league. He's a bucket. So he, he's on my loves as well. What about you, Al? Uh, so I had Kate and Mobley. Um, the two that I have, one is more of a personal love. I have Chris Duarte just for Oregon um, on my love list. I don't think it'd be a max player, but I got to rip the ducks when I can. Um, I had Scotty Barnes. I, I think Scotty Barnes mm. is kind of, wow. he's in the right situation. Sucks he's going to likely go to Orlando, but in a similar yeah, way to that. where Draymond Green can kind of take control of a game defensively, earn a max deal for being the defensive stalwart glue guy. Um, I think Scotty Barnes has the potential to be that guy. Um, I, I mean, we, we both said if he can fall to, to seven, I think that's a steal. Oh, of the draft, I'd be heavy. I'd be still the draft seven Scotty yeah. Barnes. Cause he's not, he's not going to be overwhelmed physically in the NBA. No, as a rookie year. He's a big no, no, body. No. Yeah. And he like, he, that guy is a winner. Like he's won at every level in high school. I think he won like two state chips. Uh, he was on a good team in college. He, and I think he's going to project to be a much better offensive player than uh, Draymond uh, when it's all said and done. Maybe not For like sure. playmaking wise, but being able to go and get a bucket. I, mean, I think could, he, he's, he's going to be, be man. It could be. I yeah. think, I think he has higher offensive potential than Draymond. Totally. But he's an elite defender, elite measurables, right? I mean, elite athleticism. Elite, elite athleticism. He was basically the lead guard on Florida State. And never yeah. played guard before until that time. He only played and, big in, in high school. Yeah. So, so the fact that he has like a big man's mentality with guard skills now and experience. Yeah. Yeah. He, Forget I, about I, it. I almost want to put him on my love. If he could shoot the ball, he would definitely be on my love and he would be a top three pick or four. He probably leap sugs. Totally. But, um, but, He's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The likes, I'm assuming, is a long list of. Uh, well, you you had a uh, you had Suggs on your on your loves, right, Joe? You want to sell us on? Yeah, Suggs? I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. I mean, anybody that averages three steals a game, I love him. And I think that's why I loved Alfred Payton. You know, because the dude just had locks, like ridiculous locks in college. Um, and um, Orlando ruined him as well. But I think, you know, Toronto to Suggs, I think because I had that in my mind, I really love him. You know, him with Nick Nurse and and look what he did with, um, you know, with Lowry and with um, Lowry. your boy um, that killed his Van Vliet. You know, with look what he's done with them, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a guy like Suggs who has this, again, tough football player, right? He was all state football, was offered by every football power five uh, team in the nation chooses Gonzaga for basketball, which everyone was like, "What is going on?" I thought he was going to be at <laughs> USC and play point guard and quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's the kind of athlete he is. So Kyle Lowry fits that. Mo- so when I'm thinking about Toronto and Suggs, I'm going, "I love it! I love it! I love it!" The kid just—he's a competitor. He's a winner. Um, he can shoot it a bit, right? It's, he's not a bad shooter. He's he's good. Not great. Um, great passer. But he, but he makes plays. Yeah, he just, he just he's a playmaker. Plays. He just – because he has that back – like he just – he knows how to throw people open. See, that's the thing. When I see a guard throw people open, I go, yeah, he's normally not open. Most point guards won't make the pass to the target where only his guy can get it. Jalen Suggs makes that play over and over and over and over again. QB in him. That's the QB, and I'm like, you throw to windows, right? You don't throw to the receiver. Right. He does that. 
And so I love that. When I see that, and that's why I mean, it's crazy. I thought about Alfred Payton because I'm looking back at the 2014, but that's why I loved Alfred Payton. <laughs> right. I mean, now, now I'm – and he was a football player too. Now that I think about it. So now oh, I'm getting, I didn't know that. Yeah, now I'm getting uh, scared. This, <laughs> but no. But um, but Suggs is just a little bit more of a fluid athlete. Um, and that's that's my guy for sure. I mean, he's on my love list. Love how he's much of a dog too. he is good on good rifles size. too. Yeah, good size too. For a point yeah, what is he, 6'5"? Six, 6'5". Five? Six, five. Yeah. He's yeah. going to he's gonna he's be... gonna help take – when Kyle Lowry requests $30 million from the Sixers or the Heat, like <laughs> – yeah, he's gonna fit pay. in right there next to Van Fleet. Yeah, he's gonna be yeah. perfect. Pascal, they'll, they'll pay Suggs six or seven a year, whatever it is. I don't know what the fourth pick gets, but yeah, right. They'll yeah. gladly do that. Toronto's perfect you, for him. Yeah, I think that couldn't yeah. have fit any better for them. No, no. So, who do you got on your likes list? You know, Barnes. I like Barnes a lot. Uh, Book Knight. Um, I was thinking about, you know, the. The Wagner, Moody, like Keon Johnson, like he's just such an explosive athlete with the 48 inch. I don't know what his vertical is, just set the record, right? 46 inch vertical, whatever. It's crazy. It's a lot. Um, those guys to me are like the Murphys, right? Like I like them. Those are the guys that um, if they go to the right spot, could jump up to a love, you know, like that's those are the guys that are the Trey Young, right? Like they're situational. You know, you go to the worst franchise, doesn't matter if you get a lot of opportunity. It's just a, it's, it's a toxic environment. Yeah. Um, you go to a good fit, you know, like I'm all like, I'm, I'm out on Crispert. You know, I don't like Crispert. I don't like him. Um, yeah. He's probably going to go to Indiana because Indiana loves <laughs> these kind of players. Like they love their whites. <laughs> it's like, he's just going to, he's going there. Right. Like, yeah. but that's the best place for him. For sure. So he might pen out. Like, I don't like him for like, 30 29 other teams it's for mcdermott but, just next to each other <laughs> oh, know, God. Like, gross it might it might work out for him you know like so i i wanted to ask you guys about two guys that are kind of polarizing mm. kai jones and um jalen johnson both of my so bigs bigs <laughs> that are you know mcdonald's all american highly touted highly recruited they're entering the draft here, both with question marks. What do you think about them? Um, I also have Jalen. I have Jalen Johnson on my hates. Don't I don't really. He's one of those tweener guys, um, where I don't really know exactly what he's going to do on the next level. And the fact that he withdrew from Duke, I know that they were asked this year, but that doesn't help at all. I don't really like when when guys quit like that. Um. So not a big fan of Jalen Johnson. Kai Jones is on my likes list. I like Kai a lot. Um, I know he's kind of thin, has the thin frame, but 6'11", rim runner like that, just – Really bouncy. Super fucking bouncy. Has yeah. a handle for a 6'11 guy too. Like yeah. way better handle than I was expecting. Um, the shot doesn't look too bad. I mean, numbers-wise, it's not really going in all that great, but I think the jumper can come along. Um, and on defense, I mean, he's, he's shown that he can be a shot blocker. So I, I like Kai Jones a lot. So I was thinking about, you know, Duarte, I like, right. These are all good. This is a deep draft in terms of likes, you know, and right. I'll tweet out the whole list, you know, so you guys can see it. But, but I was thinking of a sleeper because we always ask for a sleeper guy, right. Who do you think is going to be 
That was kind I remember of for me. the I, I remember the first sleeper you asked me. I think you asked me for a sleeper, Matt. Mm-hmm. And I said Rashawn Holmes. Mm, and nobody had heard too. of Rashawn Holmes, right? Yeah. And now he's gonna he's a free agent, he's gonna get a big deal. And he's a really good productive center in the league. Yeah. Um I you know, at that same scrimmage where I saw Jalen Green. Another guy was on his team, Zaire Williams. Okay, from Stanford. Stanford, yeah. He was the best player on the floor. When I saw them both play basketball, I said, there's no way I would say Jalen Green is a better player than him. I would take Zaire Williams 10 out of 10 times. Wow. So one goes to G League, one goes to Stanford, two polar directions after that, right? Yeah. And and I would say – I'm still in the Zaire Williams camp. So he's my sleeper to actually, because look, what is the league based on? You know, this guy's six to eight, six, nine. I think he can put the ball on the deck. He can pull up back, back, yeah. back. You know, he's making plays. He's long. Like I'm going, this guy's going to be better pro than he's at Stanford. Stanford tried to, you know, sure. that was just the worst pick for him. I don't know why he picked Stanford. And didn't um, Pac-12 they, have a weird season too? They had a weird With season. COVID. They were off and on. They were off and yeah. on. And right. then they, he was playing this robotic offense. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I like him like, too. That's not his game, man. That's not his game. So, so Zaire Williams was a top 10 prospect coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now he's projected at the end of the first round from a COVID year, Pac-12 COVID year. Math ain't mathing. I don't know. Math ain't mathing. When I saw him, when I saw him on the same floor multiple times with Jalen Green, and I said, "This guy's just better than Jalen Green." He's so much better than Jalen Green that Jalen Green had to switch AAU teams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something's not adding up. Right. I've seen a lot of people comparing him early on to uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, and. why am I going blank? Mr. Cool. That, that is on, on. Yes. Cam Reddish and, okay. and, uh, and Brandon Ingram. And I don't think he's there offensively yet as far as skill set, but like yeah. the tools, he for sure has the tools. Six, nine long can handle. I think cause he's, I think cause he's thin, you know, he's really thin in the chest right. and stuff. I think he's, he's like a Brandon Ingram type. Yeah. Um, don't love his jumper, but I think that can come you know, along. His, his jumper is kind of funky, you know, yeah. but, but man, I've seen him. I've seen him with my own two eyes. I don't know. I, I, he passes the eye test for me. Um, nice. I would say he's my sleeper. Cool. Love it. Write it down. Who do you got, Al, on your likes? Uh, so my likes, I got Suggs, Green, Booknight, Moody, Trey Murphy, and Davion. But only if Davion's getting picked in the late lottery. If someone's taking a swing at Davion in the top 10, um, I think that's a mistake. Um one that I have in the sleeper since we're on that subject is uh, Cam Thomas from LSU. Just a pure mm. score. He's six, a bucket. Three, little, three, six, three little guard, late first round. Um, yeah. That guy just fucking chucks, and he makes shots. <laughs> so he's going to go to a playoff team, come off the bench. Um, like, this mock I'm looking at now has him going to Brooklyn, which, you know, if you want to replace mm. Mike James with that, it's a good choice. Um but yeah, Cam Thomas is my sleeper pick late first round. Nice. Yeah, I like him. It's it's crazy to me that he's going to fall that low, but I think that just goes to show how deep this draft is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Davion one that is the one that like 
I've watched a little bit today or a lot more today than I have historically. And like his defensive ability is just so attractive from like a, a role player position. Like yeah, he'll get up in your sweater. He gets up in your shit. He's locking up Cade Cunningham in the playoff and like the down the stretch in the uh, Big Twelve. Um, he's fucking quick with the ball. Like he can blow by you. He's gonna be able to blow by people in the league. Obviously, he has size issues. Jump shot came around this year, but that's only one year uh, of production from from decent shooting. Um, I think you said it, Joe. If he if he's around at fourteen. I wouldn't hate that, but I'm also yeah, like, yeah. if he's jumping at seven, he's in my hates just for that reason. Is yeah, that's he, a tough um, Is he Kyle Lowry? I hmm. saw like, eh, yeah, I, he's Kyle Lowry. I'd say not as big. Eh. Is he as well? I think he kind of proved this year that he can be dynamic on offense. A lot of people yeah. are trying to say that that's just like a fluke year, right? That he shot but so they terribly. They won the championship, and he was right. the leader of the team. He was the sure. guy. And he shot, what, 44% from three, which I don't know if that's an outlier, but, man, it looked good that year. Yeah, kind um, of a set shot. And, Joe, you said it with, with uh, Suggs. Just, he just got that motor and that mentality that, like, yeah. I know I'm small, but I'm a dog. And, like, right. <laughs> I think I it was mean, – uh, Anthony does he have Slater. the booty like Kyle Lowry? That's the thing. He doesn't have the booty. He, he got the peach. But he's got like the, he's got the build like Donovan Mitchell though. No relation, which yeah, is insane. Yeah. Like he's got like the wide <laughs> like build. That's people, the wide, yeah, the stocky kind of like strong. Yeah, I don't like, know. He has this hezzy. Be great. He has this hezzy to the hoop that I was watching like just hours of this, and it is the quickest thing I've seen in a while. It is he'll kind of like switch back and then dribble baseline pause and go and then finish with his left on the right side and no one's stopping that he's just he's like a little like lightning bolt with that so warriors knees footwork yeah like his step back his side step the thing about when you draft him you know he's not gonna suck yes yeah like those are the guys that you kind of if you're at 14 and you're at 10 or you know like those are the guys you just say i want him because He's going to contribute for me. He's just not going to some suck. way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what about a guy like Sharif that. Cooper? Didn't watch en- enough on him, if I'm being honest. Um, I've heard the name a lot towards the end of the draft. Um, another shifty little guard, but I, I honestly haven't watched enough tape on him. Auburn? Yeah, I didn't really yeah. get to watch a whole lot of him either. What's the, uh, he's what's one the of the guys for? that was – He's uh, again. He's one of the guys that was one of you know top top players in the nation coming out of high school. Obviously, he had some uh, eligibility issues with Auburn and Bruce Pearl, and you know how they do things. Um, mm. Wasn't allowed to play for a while, uh, but when he got on the floor, it was like he's averaging twenty seven a game and eight assists. Like he was just putting up dumb numbers. Yeah, and so you have to think like in the league with the spread you know, with the floor spread the way it is, a guy like that, does he just explode in the league? And we all missed it because he only played five games in college. Right? Yeah. We know he's small. We know he's thin, but there's a lot of small guards that kill. And Absolutely. And those guards don't have the passing ability that he has. You know, you look at Trey Young, he's an elite passer. That's his best attribute. Everyone talks about his shooting, but it's really his passing. Yeah. And so Sharif Cooper in that same vein, like, I don't know. You know, I 
um, you know, he would get picked on defensively for sure, you know, and I think that's why he'll be in the late, late first round. But right. let's say you can get someone to make him decent and you give him an offense where it's ball screen, ball screen, ball screen. I mean, the guy might just be, you know, it might be something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I got to watch some uh, Sharif. I don't know why I get campaign vibes, but campaign's been he had a little nice little back. Yeah, uh, back yeah like a campaign, year. like a mm-hmm. campaign, you know, and, and Cam was out of the league for a while because. Mm-hmm. Um, but the league's know, smaller now, have, so he looks better. He can. Yeah, and he, and he got and his shot got better. So if Sharif does that, right? Like Sharif knocks down the three a bit better and then he can use his quickness and his, and his playmaking. Maybe it works out for him. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Was that it on your likes list, Al? Uh, yeah, I think we talked about everybody on that. Nice. Let's see. Do I got anybody that we didn't say? I got Suggs, Scotty Barnes, Moses Moody, Chris Duarte, Kai Jones. And then I guess my sleeper pick would be I, I like uh, Trey Mann out of Florida. Um, That's a good I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah him. Sophomore guard. I think he's like 6'5. I want to say he grew like two to three inches in the past year. So he's definitely got to put on some weight, um, but just like a smooth guard, really, really nice jumper. Um, and I think obviously, as we've talked about with these, with these shifty um, ball handling guards, it just translates really easy. So if he can kind of make whatever necessary upgrades or changes to the defensive end, I, I think he can make an impact pretty early in the league. Um so I like Trey Mann a lot. Guy shot 40% from three his sophomore year. Where is he projected? I think they have him going like the end of the first think, round. Yeah, first round. First round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't hate that either. Um, but let's get into the hates, man. I don't I don't know if it's as deep this year as it's been in the last. Maybe it is for you, Joey. I couldn't come up with too long of a hates list, but uh Love to hear who you got. Uh, Isaiah Todd, Kaminga, um, <laughs> Brandon Boston. Ooh, out uh, of Kentucky. Like DJ Boston. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his. I didn't even have him. Um, I wasn't even looking at him. But yeah, yeah, yeah he was either. one of the top top five players in the nation, right? Coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, really, really bad year at Kentucky. Um, one guy I was really high on going into the college season was Greg Brown. From Same. Texas. Same. Um, Not anymore. Dude was a beast. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. Um, but yeah, it's not as long as list as, as years past. There's a couple of other guys um, I'll tweet out, but um, not as long as the list. But those are the guys like the main like high profile. Right. I'm all out on. Mm-hmm. Al, who you got? Uh, so I got Jalen Johnson. Um, I think kind of what you said, Matt, I think that he just looks, he's just a tweener. He's too slow to be like a wing. He's too small to be inside Oof. that Quentin Duke. They were shitty. Yeah. Like he just reminds me of like a terrible version of Jabari Parker. When I was watching his Duke highlights, it's just like, <laughs> I'm out on him. Um, yeah. I'm also out on Keon Johnson. He can jump out of the gym, but I think he's going to be, he needs a perfect scenario and a ton of time. Um, I don't he think he needs to go to the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, but like 
I get yeah, he like he he could fall to them at what like 15, I think they have a pick. Yeah, or 18. That's what 18. They do. Yeah. 18. Yeah. Just kind of a stash kind of pick, but if he's going to any team that's looking to contend, like he's just gonna you're gonna lose him. Um I'm I had Kai Jones in my hates, just kind of like big lanky guy. If he's in the wrong situation, um, he can be not great. But then I'm looking at him projecting to go to the Hornets. And with a distributor like you like Mello. those lobster, Lamelo lobster. Yeah, sure. it, it, can, it can fare well for him. Um, but I just feel like I we've seen him. too many lanky, like lanky bigs that are kind of lost in these middle market teams um, that have all these projections, like your Mo Bambas of the world, your things Jared like Allen, Jared Allen's. But I feel like he's the boomer bust guy. I feel like he could easily get lost in the shuffle, big um, time. But I mean, who knows? Maybe he could be uh, the next Giannis. <laughs> yeah, and then we talked about him too. But I, I'm not big on Franz Wagner. I I, I oh. see too much like Wayne Kaminsky in him, um, especially if he's going to Sacramento. I'm just, it's just not for me. Yeah, I'm probably going to be out on anybody who gets drafted by the Kings. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, uh, similar to you, I got Jalen Johnson. I got Corey Kispert on mine too. Besides Jalen Suggs, I'm never gonna really um, tie my uh, to a to a Gonzaga kid. It's just not what I'm gonna do. Um, and then the other one I got on here might be controversial, but I've got uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. The kid from I think he's from Turkey, Alperin Sangoon. Yep, that's my that's my uh, Jug and Bender award. Oh, we all have that one saved. Some people have him top ten. Kevin O'Connor has him top ten. Are you That's crazy to me. Like, I'm out on him just initially because, like, the biggest description of him is throwback big inside. <laughs> but it's like, who wants a throwback big nowadays who can't shoot and is undersized? I think he's like 6'10. He's so 6'10. He, he's slow. He's. Have we like, not seen Ennis Cancer? Exactly. So I'm, I'm fully out on him. I'm sure now that I said that, he's going to. He's going to become no, he's, fucking DeMontis Sabonis. But, uh, he's not going to do anything. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, he, he's, on, he's on my hates. I don't, I don't trust an undersized big who can't shoot. I'm just completely out on him. Does that mean you have a, a, a Darko Milicic award of someone who I'm, I think you're going to pick? Uh, no, I actually, I didn't even pick a Darko. I was going to leave that oh, to you, okay. fellas. That, that's not my <laughs> expertise. So. Yo, you and I are in the same I mean, boat with Is he an elite passer like uh, Jokic? <laughs> No, he's he's big body, slow footed, touch around the rim, um, and and yeah. can, they, I think the scouting part they saw like likes to attack the basket. It's like, dude, you're gonna get the thrown Turkish out of the first play. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I'm no, saying. No, this no, is no, all no, in the no, Turkish no. league, dude. Yeah. I don't, he's, I don't see the correlation. That's what I had for my Bender Award, and I'm, I'm, I'm I might become the Alprin Sagoon. <laughs> yeah, we we may be naming it after him in a couple of years. Um, but go off, King. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear the rest of it. Now that now that we know he's your your Darko Award. Yeah, he's my Darko Award. Um, and we we talked about the sleeper. We talked about the three high high profile hates. Um, but yeah, man, I think this is a very solid draft. A um, lot of lot of great role players here. Um, I think that could be a star in their role in the league, which couldn't say last year at all. You know, I just couldn't do it. Right. Um, and you guys um, made some good points with the guys you love. Um, again, you know, it's 
it's all situation based. And I just want to talk about one guy because the Warriors have been linked to this guy a little bit. And I need, yes. to, need to know your opinion on it. Josh Giddy from Australia. Oh, man. You know, he's the darling of this draft. Um, similar vibes to Danny Advija last year, you know, where yeah. he's just getting super hyped up. Um, what do you think about Giddy? You can go ahead, Al. Um, so I had one section of players that I have questions around. I didn't know if I liked, loved, or hate him. Giddy's on there. Kuminga's on there for me. But with Giddy, they're saying he's got, like, LaMelo passing ability. Um, he's nowhere near the playmaking ability that LaMelo provides. Um, I think that's just because he played in the same league. And if it translated for LaMelo, it could translate for this guy, Giddy. Um, he's got a good size. He can definitely pass the hell out of the ball. I think outside of that, he kind of moves slow. He kind of moves like he doesn't really get by people. Um, so I think if he's going to Memphis, I think he could be pretty solid for them. Um, for the Warriors, no, I, I don't think he's a fit there. Um, if I had to put him in a section, I'd put him in likes. I don't hate him enough to be like I'm fully out on him. Um, I think yeah. I see more positives than I do negatives, but – yeah, he's – I'm glad we saved him for the last because I'm still so torn he's on, on what to think of him, what to make of him. Yeah, he's confusing. I want to say he's the youngest player in the draft. I know he's 18. Yeah, he's like a, um, a, a new 18. Yeah, he's new 18. He's 6'8". Like you mentioned earlier, Joey, about uh, Jalen Suggs being able to, like, pass it where his guys are going to be. That's what I see from Giddy. Like, his passing ability is, I think, everything it's cracked up to be. Um, but I think it's everything after that. Like, I don't see his jumper being reliable on the next level. He isn't really the quickest. Um, like the physical tools besides the height, I don't really see being there. Um, so I definitely don't want him. I definitely don't want the Warriors touching him. I am intrigued to see how he will pan out at the next level. Um, definitely get like big time Kyle Anderson vibes mixed with like Ricky Rubio with him. But yeah, you know, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, you know, yeah. Ricky Rubio was the number two pick in the NBA draft, and everybody was hyping his passing ability, right? And the thing about Ricky Rubio was that he was an elite defender for a while, big time. And I don't see that happening with Josh Kitty. No. So, as much of a bust as Ricky Rubio was for being the number two pick in the draft, um he actually could really pass the ball and he could really defend Josh Giddy, We know can do one of those things. Right. And he cannot do the other. And I don't see him being able to do the other. So he have to replace the defensive prowess with something else. And yeah. that would have to be being a threat off the bounce shooting the three, because if you're a threat off the bounce shooting the three, now all that playmaking off the pick and roll, just becomes, you know, enhanced. Without that, you go under, and you're not an explosive athlete like John Moran or Russell Westbrook. You're not getting into the paint, not making play, because those guys get they go under those guys all day, right? And they're still good and they're still effective, but that's still a knock on them. It's still, you know, a big missing piece of them being, you know, championship players. And I think Ja has the chance to figure that out. But, um, yeah, I, I Giddy, they're talking about Giddy at five or seven or i'm going this is 
yeah. that's such a reach well it's, yeah. it's this yeah. it's the scouts taking i mean because like i was into some some podcasts there's guy in front of him today and like his numbers are very in line with what Lamella did in the um nbl last year or two years yeah. ago but they're like he's more like the way you were just describing joe he, if you had to put him assigned to a ball he, he's more lonzo in a sense of like he can be solid defensively great playmaker from a passing perspective but we saw what happened to Alonzo when he first came out of the league. Like that shot was such a liability. And if you're putting 29% up from three in the, in the NBL or whatever you want to call it, like that is not going to be an immediate translation in the league. They're going to start no, picking but, on you. you. Know, but Lonzo, at least I thought, hey, Lonzo really can be a good defender. And I think in LA he was. Yeah, he was solid in New Orleans too. Yeah, yeah I still yeah, think he's so, a good defender. So he's still a good defender, right? So it's... So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Lonzo has remade his shot. He's actually a good three-point shooter now. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. off the um, catch. Yeah. Is he taking – is he using the bounce to create shots and for himself? Like, no, he's not doing that. So Giddy is, has to be able to get to that level to be worth the top ten pick. Lonzo is the number two pick. Lonzo is considered – would be considered a bust right now for the number yeah, two absolutely. pick in the NBA draft. And so I'm saying – I'm not saying he's a bad player um, at all. And I think his best days are ahead of him. Mm-hmm. But Lonzo, you know, Lonzo was special. He was so oh, absolutely. UCLA. You know, Lonzo yeah, was special bouncy, in high school. Everything. He was special in, in, at UCLA. Um, and I think his best days are ahead of him, and he's actually fixed his shot. I just don't see that same upside with Giddy. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have the athleticism that yeah, the physical has. tools aren't there. Yeah, but I, would I guess say you could well, say like he's a bit slow footed. Right? He's eighteen. He's he's played professionally already. Like, like maybe pros, he gets better. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it could happen if you just high IQ playmaking ability. Yeah, like it's possible. Um, but I think there's a lot of questions for them to be like, let's stamp him as and an all star. I think he right. said, "I I'm similar to Ben Simmons." That's what y'all want to hear. I was going to say, that's not what I want to hear at all. But Ben Simmons is bigger than him, more athletic than him, and an elite defender. Elite. You are smaller, half as athletic or less, Mm -hmm. and half the defender or less. That's a lot of catching up to do. And Ben Simmons was in a more picking NBA job. Yeah. And even he is now being shocked and considered exactly. the he can't bust. shoot because he can't shoot. He's so, petrified to shoot. And the one thing that the one thing that KOC gets right is that he does shoot with the wrong hand. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Ben Simmons yeah. is a righty. No, yeah, no and that, the fact that 85% of his shots are finished with the right hand, I think that's a pretty good indicator. Yeah. Shoot with this I don't right think hand. I've shot 85 shots with my left hand my whole life. Yeah, me either. No way. Shots, yeah. not percentage. Ben yeah. Simmons has uh, so, got some work to do this summer for sure. So, you Switching know, I think, uh, I think Giddy Hype is overblown, darling of the draft. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm staying away. It's definitely overblown. The one thing I will say about him is I was watching uh, the virtual film session that he did with Mike Schmitz. Um, yeah, how was that? He does seem to have like a really good IQ. He understands the game. He's able to really like explain what he was thinking in the moment, like what was the right decision, what what the wrong decision would turn out to be. Um, so I do like that side of it, but yeah, I don't I don't see the other stuff kind of catching up to 
to warrant all the hype around him. I will say the one thing he does have going for him though, is that he is an Australian. And I mean, he's just like a dude's dude. I'm sure that yeah. he'd be a hit in the if locker he, room. If he, yeah. And if he starts <laughs> to shoot the three, well, like even like a Jason Kidd end of his career, kind of three point shooter, like where it's just, that like would be really something spot up. Yeah. Like if he could do that, then now we're talking because totally six, eight with that vision and that passing ability, that's a valuable player in the league. Right. Um, and if you can get him to respect your Olympic jumper run right now too. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, I, I would like to see how he does with the Olympics and, um, it'll be interesting to see his development. He's only 18. So, right. Um, hopefully he goes to a good place with, with, a, with a good shooting coach. Yeah. That's what he needs for sure. I could see him doing a nice little shoey, uh, draft night <laughs> out of whoever sponsors him. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, that's that's what I got for uh for the likes, loves, and the hates. Did we miss anything? You guys gave your dragon bender. Yeah, no, I think we uh we covered most of the guys in the first round. Really impressive. Yeah, we're hoping that uh Scotty Barnes falls to the Warriors. We'll see. I think oh. that's uh, a little lofty, but yeah, man. That'd be great. One can hope, and uh we'll see you on Twitter on draft night, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. We'll all be active. You can bet on that. Um, but thank you, man. Appreciate you coming by, Joe. This has been fun once again. Our favorite time Anytime. of the year. It's fun yep. talking shop. Um, and we'll be sure to be catching up afterwards and uh, recap some stuff. See what went right, what went wrong. All right, my man. Take care. Right, Appreciate thanks, it, man. Joe. Take care, guys. Take it easy, dude.